Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Kenny Walker, running full speed, according to reports. Kenny Walker, this injury isn't considered serious, according to Pete Carroll. Now, this could be some coach speak, but we've got a lot of a lot of reason to not jump to conclusions like people are and kicking this guy's ADP downstream to the fifth and a half to 6.1 value at times. He's cemented in round five right now. I don't know how long this is going to last. You have to take advantage of this while you can. Kenneth Walker is a top 15 overall player. He was before the, the, the drafting of Zach Charbonnet. He will continue to be a threat as a top 15 overall player. Zach Charbonnet was the best gift that ever happened to any of you in terms of owning this man right here because he is sitting there in round five. There's no risk. There's no risk. Cuff him to Zach Charbonnet, who's back at practice, and you are going to be fine, young man. The Fantasy Football Show, Joe Burrow update, all of that and more. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So we've got a lot to talk about, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate everybody being here tonight. Hit that thumb up button on your way in the door. We do it live here Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. It will remain 8 p.m. Eastern going forward. Just so everybody knows, here's the schedule in general here on the show. Um, We basically go live 8 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, right? Live whenever news breaks. And this right now isn't kicked into gear yet, this exact uh, graveyard schedule. But the graveyard schedule, 1 a.m. Eastern, will be basically, you could think of it like this. You could think of it like, okay, um, uh, you could think of it like Thursday night football, to Monday Night Football. Basically, when the week begins and when the week ends, we're live every single one of those nights, graveyard style. It's the easiest way to remember it. So let's get right into the news, ladies and gentlemen. Ken Walker, the injury is not considered to be serious, according to Pete Carroll. And and again, take advantage of this while you can. I don't know if there's more to it. I doubt there is. I think anybody assuming there's more to it, similar to the Joe Burrow situation, is going to potentially put themselves in a bad spot because they're assuming the worst of of faulty information. Right here, Bengals, Bengals coach Zach Taylor responded to reporters today when asked about the status of Joe Burrow and his calf injury, and he said the timeline is several weeks from when I said several weeks. Basically, he's probably annoyed and feels pestered on the topic, but people are going to ask. It's Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow. Is this man smoking cigars on the sideline? Is he sitting back in a king chair awaiting his contract offer? We're just wondering what's going on. That's all. I know Zach Taylor gets tired of hearing the questions about his star quarterback, but every indication we have is that it's a 
minor calf strain. They're being very cautious with him. Joe Burrow is in turn being very cautious because he's awaiting a long-term deal that will make him not only the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League, but it'll make him the highest paid player in the National Football League. So from that perspective, you have to understand that Joe Burrow is essentially waiting to make absolute certain that he gets his deal either before his calf injury is completely in the rearview mirror or if there's a little smidge of concern. You know, there's still a tingle there. I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't go out there until I get my contract. There's two sides of this right now. There's Joe Burrow and his camp saying, don't go out there until you until you get your deal. And there's the coaching staff saying, we, we can't afford to lose him and send him out too early. But the one thing I must tell all of you is that you 100% shouldn't be assuming that things are worse than they are because we have no information to suggest that it is worse than a minor calf injury. But everybody's got this overreaction. The The reaction is not proportionate to the situation. And you hear more people say, but what if, but what if, what if it's this? I'm worried about it. Why are you worried about it? Have you heard anything that should make you worry other than he had a calf strain? No, your mind is going to the negative and you're allowing the reaction and the industry is allowing the reaction to be disproportionate to the reaction that should be in place. Meaning he's a fourth rounder. He should probably go at the end of four or top of five. Instead, Joe Burrow's going in round number six. Look, mom, two hands, round number six, where you can steal him away and win your league. I'm even getting screenshots and DMs of people getting him in round number seven. It's Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Absolutely crazy. And on crazy, we've got a $20 hauler at the onset of the show. Let's go. Alert. Super chat alert. Alert. Super chat alert. Super chat's flying in. We're going to hit those real quick so we don't get behind on those. Super chats always get handled as soon as I see them. Sometimes I I don't see them and then or if I'm in the middle of a crazy rant, I might pause for a moment, but I'm here. That boy dropping his super chat, Garrett, a uh, Garrett dropping his, James dropping one, James dropping another. We have four Super Chats on the board already. My floor is already a mess. And Garrett was the first Super Chatter of the night. That always gets a standing ovation. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, Garrett. Appreciate you. Garrett's the man, the myth, the legend. Let's start off with that boy's $20 hauler. He says two QB leagues, Smitty. Two QB leagues, three watt receivers, 10-man PPR. 
I got T-Law Watson, Chase Sun God, Debo Brees, Pollard, Oconquo, and Madison at Flex, Bench, Dotson, Kincaid. Bunch of grandmas in this league if I've ever seen it. Uh, a trade offer. Guy sent me fields for Pollard straight up. Uh, no, because you got T-Law and you also have Watson. I would rather go get fields using Watson and something else. Watson and Madison. Watson and potentially a... You know, player on your bench, I, I suppose. I feel like Fields has got under, he's undervalued. I think Watson's not so far off in the average person's mind, not in our mind, <laughs> let me tell you that. But in the average person's mind, you should be able to get Fields. Um, but it is super flex, though. It's making me pause. I mean, it, think about it in a draft, you're taking Fields top five or six, but your team's built in such a good way. I don't know. I would try my best to try and get uh, get Fields using Watson and Madison. Watson and Dotson. Watson, whatever you can. I just like your team so much. At the end of the day, though, T-Law and Fields, it's because you have Watson. I, I, it's hard to do. It's hard to do. Let's see what the chat thinks. Chat, give them your opinion. Bottom line is Pollard goes a lot further down than, than Fields in a startup. So that's tough, bro. That's tough. Almost on the on top of, uh, you almost have to like do that trade and hope you can make another trade. Otherwise, you're potentially you're making a good trade on paper because Fields crushes um, Pollard in a Superflex Dynasty or I don't know, redraft a Superflex redraft startup. But your team is built perfectly. You have a great team, and Watson's going to produce. I don't know. What do you guys think? I, I guess, you know, you could potentially make this trade. You could take Fields as the better player in, in Superflex than Pollard. And then you could try and trade Watson. And I don't know if you're going to have a lot of trouble doing so. So uh, that's a tough one, that boy. Can we get a vote on this? Given the con construction of his team, should he trade Pollard away to get Justin Fields? In a Superflex. It's a Superflex. So that means a whole hell of a lot. Can we get a vote on that? He's got Watson and T-Law. That's a tough one, bro. That's a really tough one. Let's see what the chat thinks. And, and 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 when we open the phone lines, call in. But at the end of the day, bro, like Fields crushes Pollard in a, in a startup draft sense. But I still love Pollard. I still love the construction of your team. Uh, Rough Buff Fire joining the YouTube exclusive membership to the moon, pal. Appreciate you to the moon. so much for becoming a member. I got my member notifications up right now. I can't thank you guys enough for being YouTube exclusive members. If anybody wants to become a YouTube exclusive member, let me drop that link in the live chat right now so that you all can partake in becoming a YouTube exclusive member and being an absolute monster on this channel, getting a green name, having all the amazing emojis. That is the YouTube exclusive membership link right there, broskies. So punch it, do it live. James says, rather start Bijan Alave, Gibbs, or Chase. Um... Bijan Alave Gibbs or Chase Gibbs Hurts. Bijan Alave Gibbs. Bijan Alave Gibbs. Chase Gibbs Hurts. I go. I go with the non-quarterback. That way you can draft a, a Fields or a Burrow or a T. Law to go with it. You know what I'm saying, James? Uh, got called crazy for thinking about taking Bijan at 1.1 in our in our 14 team league by a league mate. They're not ready. Um, let.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Let them call you crazy all, all they want. They might be saying that because they want them to fall, bro. I wonder if that's a guy that has like the four pick, five pick. Oh, you're crazy. Damn it. He's thinking about Bijan. And he probably thinks you're a little crazy because he doesn't have the balls to do it. Love was throwing dimes today. Don't sleep on Green Bay. I keep telling people love is an absolute gem in the making, but a lot of people don't believe me, and that's okay. That is quite all right. E-Rock dropping this says, Driving across the country. Been watching the show in the mornings to start my drives. Great stuff, Smitty. Keep it up. Go Appreciate you, E-Rock, dropping the $5 holler. E-Rock to the absolute moon. What a monster. We're caught up on Super Chats. What did the chat decide on the trade for um, for that boy? Are, are we suggesting that he, he goes ahead and makes that, uh, or was it that boy? Who was it? Yeah, that boy. Are we suggesting he goes ahead and makes the trade and gets the better player on paper in Dynasty, trading away Pollard for Fields, or do we say his roster construction makes it where that's a tough thing to do? Uh, please give your advice for that boy in the chat. Um, we got another super chat rolling in, and then we're going to get back to the news. We got Wizard dropping a $5, says full PPR with the ability to keep one, have CMC Burrow. I'm pick seven, he says. And should I throw them back into the pool or and go get Bijan? Three people ahead of me not keeping. If you think you can get Bijan, yeah. But the question is going to be if if JJ's kept, if Chase is kept, if a bunch of those guys are kept, Bijan climbs up. I would I would be very tempted to draft Bijan over any of those guys for sure, bro. And you throwing McCaffrey back in might help Bijan fall to you. But at the end of the day, I do want Bijan over those players, especially if you can keep and maintain the keeper value attached to him. That is fire, bro. Thank you, Wizard, for dropping the super chat. End of story here with Joseph Cigar Smoking Burrow is that don't freak out. Continue to take advantage of the freak out. Don't look at this like a situation where you're getting screwed because you already own Burrow in half of your leagues already. You need to look at it like Burrow go forward is such a big deal and discount for you that you shouldn't be mad or upset or or down on anything because now half your leagues get to get Joe Burrow at at, at a discount. Um, think of it like I said yesterday, like if you're investing in stock in the stock market, if you invest $100 a share into Apple and the stock drops from 100 to 80, but you know it's a $150 stock, what is the first thing you, you typically do? You go all in a little bit more, or you go in more, not all in, but you go in and you buy more shares at 80, so that when it climbs back to 100, you're, you're cleaning up. That's the way a lot of stockbrokers do things, 
And it's the same thing in fantasy. If Joe Burrow was a fourth and fifth rounder, you scooped him up in a bunch of drafts pre the injury, and then you're looking at him now at a sixth round value instead of going, oh, damn it, take advantage. Get him in some more drafts. Then when he climbs up, those leagues are going to crush it, and you're going to return to value anyway. And the other thing that I keep telling people is, Use this as an excuse to offset a little bit of your Joe Burrow shares. Not that you shouldn't be taking advantage of that ADP drop, which I'm talking about. You need to be taking advantage of that right away, right now, every single day. Especially on Underdog Fantasy promo code SMITTY, where we draft every single Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and soon we'll be doing occasional Sundays, if not every Sunday is at a certain point. But this link right here in the live chat that I'm dropping, that is how you get involved. That is how you... Get a part of the drafts. Hit that link right now. I'm going to pin it in the live chat for everybody right now so that you can uh, punch that link. So hit the link. I'm, I'm pinning it right now. It's pinned in the live chat. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty. Smitty, how do I draft with you, Smitty? Where's my megaphone? Where's my megaphone? Good Lord. Smitty, how do I draft with you, Smitty? I want to draft with you so bad. Or this one. This is my favorite. Smitty, if I was in a draft with you, I'd take you down so quickly. Uh, E, becoming a member. Appreciate you, E, the Reaper. Smitty, how do I get in a draft? Underdog Fantasy. Promo code Smitty. The link's in the live chat. I don't want to hear later. How do I get into a draft? It's right in front of your face. I say it every single day. Let's roll. Let's draft. Let's draft tomorrow night. Let's draft Friday night. Let's draft Saturday night. Let's try and draft Sunday. Maybe a midday Sunday draft. And let's see where Joe Burrow falls. But as I said, as much as you're taking advantage of Joe Burrow, start drafting fields maybe 50-60% of the time. You know, offset a little bit. Use this as an advantage or a push to go get Fields because Fields is also 1-5. to five. There are four players, I believe, are the best picks in Fantasy Football 2023. These videos, each individual video is on my YouTube homepage. If you go to my YouTube homepage and scroll down just a little bit, you'll see these four on one line. No other videos in that series. There's four videos, and there's a reason Joe Burrow and Justin Fields are both inside my top best picks for 2023. Go learn about it. Joe Burrow, you are dismissed from this part of the Fantasy Football News Show. Garrett Wilson is still not practicing, but um, or he's limited. He's still not fully practicing, but he's limited in practice. He's going to be fine. This is all precautionary. This is not a high ankle sprain. This is not something that needs surgery. This is a lower ankle injury that they're just trying to get at bay to get him out there. He's been diming it up with Aaron Rodgers. All offseason long, there's no concern about rapport or this guy coming out firing. Garrett Wilson is a top three to five wide receiver in 2023. And if you don't believe that to be the case, buckle up, Buttercup. It's going to be quite a long season for you as you as you tuck your tail between your legs and come back and go, I like Garrett Wilson now, Smitty. Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew are both listed as QB1 on the Colts depth chart. This is par for the course. I mean, what what else did you expect out of the Colts organization that is running JT in this situation out of town without even trading him? Hey, I know, I got an idea. Just like in Houston, when they decided to bench Watson, refused to trade him, refused to play him, let's just burn the house down and, and, and let everything burn before we'll let Deshaun Watson get his way. This feels like what the Colts are trying to do with JT. 
It feels like what they're trying to do with JT. He's injured. They won't trade him. He wants to be traded. He's not healthy. They want to NFI list him. Put him on the non-football injury list. But but they can't because there's not a report of any sort of non-football injury list situation. He's maybe using the ankle to potentially hold in. We don't know what the hell is going on here. But here's a player that doesn't want to play with the team. Here's a team that doesn't want the player to play with the team. And here's a team that refuses to trade him. It sounds an awful lot like the the, the Houston Texans pre-Casarios and, and, uh, and D'Amico Ryans. And they've turned things around now. And the Texans are on their way. They're on the, the fast track to be a pretty darn good team in a couple years. And they might show flashes of it. Not a bunch of it. They're still going to be a tough team to, to win more than six, seven games. Or even five, six, seven games. They could. They could. They definitely have the Detroit Lion feel to them last year where the Lions were kind of just making making waves, looking pretty good. That's what the Texans are doing now. But in the past, with the, the bearing of Deshaun Watson, not trading him, not using him, this is the same thing the Colts are doing with JT. And the fact that they haven't yet anointed this kid the starter, it doesn't surprise me. And I'm, I'm staying away from every single Indianapolis Colt. I'm not going near Pittman. I'm not going near Jelani Woods, who I liked a lot. I'm not going near JT. I'm not going near JT. JT is one of the biggest avoids in fantasy football 2023, period. He's the biggest. If we're doing a Panic Chamber episode right now. Alert. Alert. Panic mode initiated. If you go near JT anywhere inside the top two rounds, you need to rewatch the last couple shows of mine. Because you aren't thinking straight. You aren't thinking straight. You're thinking nostalgically. You're thinking about what you wish could happen. You're thinking about what could have been. You're thinking about what JT was. And not what he is. Right now he's double injured. Right now he's in a running back by by, uh, a committee with his quarterback. Because guess what? This guy's going to vulture if they even play him. This guy's going to vulture touchdowns. And it's all changing, new situation, the offense is different, and JT's not even there to learn it. And he's going to be out all of August, essentially, if he does even come back in September. And guess what happens when you sit out all of August, whether you hold out or you're injured? A lot of times it leads to injury for running backs specifically. Wide receivers, not too concerned about that, a little bit. If you're older, like Cooper Cup's 30, and not recovered from his ankle injury, and now he's got a hamstring injury, and he's 30 years old, that's different. But uh, a young guy like Garrett Wilson, uh, uh, another player like, I don't know, you can even throw out a player I don't absolutely love. And if they're a younger player, and they're not a running back, there's not as much concern at all. Jacobs is not as big of a concern because he's not there. But you mix in the fact that he had over 400 or right around 400 touches. He's an injury waiting to happen just off that alone. Then he's sitting out. Then he's got an eight-man front situation he's looking at almost every carry. And then he can't sniff the red zone. Those are all different components. Everything's got to be looked at from a different perspective. Not everything is blanket. Oh, yeah, you like this? You like that? There's always more to evaluate. There's levels as Kramer says, and if there's levels to evaluating something, you can't blanket evaluate it. You can't throw a blanket on 10 different things. You just can't. You have to look at everything individually. This guy right here is kind of where we're talking with the, the Raiders situation. 
a player we like a lot. We liked him a lot last year. He's definitely a sleeper. He's definitely definitely got upside. But the bottom line with Zamir White is this. If we don't expect Jacobs to do well, the leading rusher from last year, what in the hell makes anybody think that this guy's going to go out there and just turn heads, hitting eight-man fronts, you know, um, unproven? We don't know if he can withhold and uh, the stand, take the stand against uh, the the beating he's going to get. Samir White's not anybody that I'm sitting here going, oh, this is a very big sleeper with Jacobs and his situation. I, I like him, but this is fool's gold, and I think you need to to walk away from it unless he's free. And if he's free, then I guess. But I'd rather just take another player that's free that I like a little better. Kenny McIntosh. This is more. I don't know of a reason I believe Kenneth Walker's coming back sooner than later. This shouldn't be how things are where another player goes down and the player that was injured comes back a little sooner. It seems to be the way things work in the world. I don't think that should be the case, but sometimes it just motivates a player to say, well, I was going to take an extra two or three days off just to be safe. Now I'll come back. So I, I think Walker, Walker's not going to play in any preseason games. They're going to be very careful with Kenneth Walker in Seattle, but McIntosh uh, sideline multiple weeks with a sprained left knee. Uh, this opens the door to Zach Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker. And if Kenneth Walker can't get right, if he re-aggravates something, Charbonnet's winning leagues. He's like winning leagues. There's a reason that on the Moon Men list. The Moon Men dropping loads in outer space. There's a reason both of these men are on the Moon Moon Men list together. Together. Space Moses. Together. You win a league. And if you have standalone Zach Charbonnet value, you're winning a league potentially without even having Walker on your roster. There's so much tied to this duo. And McIntosh getting injured, getting behind... He'll probably be in the rear view for a long time as long as both Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet aren't both injured at the same time or something. It's not going to be where this guy steals much away because he's now missing a bunch of important time and he'll probably be out of the mix for a while. But if you have Charbonnet alone, you've got yourself a gem to potentially win leagues. This is Alexander Madison of old, if you want to look at it from that perspective, where Alexander Madison was a guy you drafted even though Dalvin Cook was on roster. If he got in there, top 5-10 to 10 running back, you could win leagues. Charbonnet is a, a, a league-winning, 100-overall type of player, 95-115 to 115 overall, depends on where you're drafting. Win a league, deep stash, monster breakout sleeper, standalone value, must have handcuffed to Walker, makes you win leagues if you've got Walker and Charbonnet, and it more more supports this right here. Kenneth Walker, one of the best picks in fantasy football, dropping to round five right now, cemented into round five, and Zach Charbonnet, you see his face in the graphic right there? It's a duo. You don't draft one without the other, you draft the duo. It's like dra- it's like getting a car and getting three tires instead of four. And then you say, Smitty, this car doesn't drive very well. You said that this car was going to be pretty good. I only got three tires on it, but it's not driving like you said. You need all four tires, okay? Or in this case, a motorcycle. You need two tires. You need two wheels. You can't ride your motorcycle down the street with one wheel. This is a two-wheel motorcycle right here. So do your job. Do your job. That's all. You got one job to do. Draft both of them. One job to do. Draft both of them. That's all I've ever asked of you. That's all I've ever asked. Darnell Washington, tight end, potential red zone target. This six foot seven monster 
who we loved going into the NFL draft. And I might admit that I haven't loved his landing spot, not because there's not intrigue in it, and especially if Fryer Muth gets hurt. If the Muthmeister gets injured, this guy's going to go in and, and probably, even if he caught 350 yards, probably pulling seven, eight touchdowns. He is six foot seven. He'll just sit in the end zone and wave his hands like Manute Bull and, and literally Pickett's just going to probably shot put the ball as high as he can. Just spin around, shot put the ball into the air, and he's just going to grab it and spike it down. And there it is, touchdown. Celebration. Dude's going to dance above everybody uh, like he's this big tree, like this big tree trunk right above everybody. Six foot seven. This guy's a beast. So injury probably needs to be present for him to have a consistent, like well-rounded role. But could he be one of those tight end players you grab to get touchdowns and you're on a bye week, you got injuries, you shove them in, boom, touchdown. You know, 12 yards and a touchdown, 18 yards and a touchdown. No one's expecting him to go out there and light up the yardage and reception total categories, although he could if there was an open door. But he still could get four, five, six touchdowns in it like a a, a semi-reserve starter rotational role. So keep an eye on him. We loved him prior to the NFL draft kicking off. There's this guy we've been talking about over and over and over. Cuffed to Tony. This is similar to Charbonnet. But this has a lot more standalone value at this point in the situation here. Now, Tony is expected to play week one. Tony's going to be out there. Tony's going to be out there. Sky Moore is locked into the first team situation here got a starter job he's a slot wide receiver and this report here should be so intriguing to you in terms of drafting this man standalone but definitely cuffed to tony chiefs beat reporter talking about sky moore has been with the first team offense every rep at camp when the chiefs run two receiver sets such an important thing he's in the slot is what we've been told he's the starting slot wide receiver but in two wide receiver sets, he's still in the lineup. Now, that's partly because Tony's been injured. And I think we need to keep that in mind. But I don't want people to run from Tony. I want people to draft both of them. Both of them. They're an amazing handcuff together. They cost you very little. They're both going very late because of the ambiguity of the situation. Nobody's ready to anoint Sky Moore, the, the lead dog there. So he kind of just sits back. In, in the double-digit rounds, you take Sky Moore, you take Kadarius Tony. you might have an elite wide receiver three that plays like an elite wide receiver two, or better. Because the truth of the matter is, Kadarius Tony was the second, second receiver in the NFL in terms of targets per run route. Over Kelsey, pass catcher, over Kelsey. That means that when he's on the field running a route, Mahomes targets him to the tune of second in the NFL. Injuries are a big concern. Cuff them. Own them both. Don't don't get crazy. Don't get cute. Don't think that Tony has no value. But Sky Moore, standalone value is very strong in that young man. Dalton Kincaid has complete... This is, this is a report that I absolutely love. So close to my heart. Pulls on my heartstrings. Makes me almost tear up when I read it. The Atlantic is reporting... Uh, or the Athletic is reporting that Josh Allen has complete trust in tight end Dalton Kincaid. This is a guy that has zero relation to Dawson Knox. Oh, Schmitty. 
But, Smitty, Dawson Knox is still on the roster, Smitty. Aren't we concerned about that situation? Like, what if Dalton Kincaid doesn't get a lot of reps, Smitty? Well, let me tell you something. This man doesn't block, and that's not a knock on him. That just means that when a route is needed to be run, guess who's running it? When a block is needing to be made, guess who's blocking it? Guess what Dalton Kincaid is going to say once week one kicks off, right now he's doing a lot of the rookie things. Get me, go get me a, a drink. Go, uh, go carry the bags. Go carry all the shoulder pads. Like he's a rookie, he's going through rookie things. But once week one kicks off, and this man's used in the slot, and he potentially becomes the the number two receiving option on this team if Gabe Davis doesn't finally step up. Guess what happens when Dalton Kincaid looks over in Dawson Knox's direction? He says, "Young man." Get me a coffee, and I want it now. And Dalton Kincaid's going to go out and drop biscuits all over the field. And Josh Allen throws and distributes so many touchdowns and yards and opportunities and targets. There's no concern. Even if Dawson Knox catches five, six, seven touchdowns in a very comfortable role of breaking off a, a blocking assignment and, 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 and waving his hand like a, a totally open but un, not a well-run route type tight end situation. Hey, throw it to me. And he catches this easy, just easy pitch and catch from Josh Allen to Dawson Knox. That doesn't affect Dalton Kincaid at all. There are so many touchdowns and opportunities. Dalton Kincaid's going to be out there looking like a big Cooper Cup running all over the field in the slot, going downfield, catching deep passes, catching deep touchdown passes, catching touchdown strikes from inside the 20-yard line when they're in the red zone. This guy is going to have ample opportunity that is not affected by the presence or blocking or whatever of Dawson Knox. They're unrelated, similar to how Monty and Jameer Gibbs have no relation in terms of production. There's It's a completely irrelevant topic. Don Kincaid has the trust of Josh Allen. That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And it's Kincaid season, baby. Get your Dalton Kincaid shares while you can in double-digit territory, my friends, because it's not going to last long. Uh, Marlon Mack season is done after another Achilles tear. Um, this isn't that uncommon for a, a player that has an Achilles injury to suffer another season-ending injury of sorts, especially to the other leg, because your Achilles is such a, an a, a integral part of a running back's ability to cut and explode. You start compensating so significantly, and sometimes you never get your ability back. And on top of that, you're put in such a predicament as an RB because you're afraid your job's gone. Your window is closing. And so you're not fully 100% and you're going out there and you're compensating for over a year straight. And so this is why I tell you Cam Akers is probably the most injury-riddled or injury-prone player at the running back position, maybe in the NFL, or there's a couple players that probably could could rival him. But, but Cam Akers is, I know everybody wants to assume he's just going to 
be this monster. And and we do have one successful Achilles uh, injury recovery story in the NFL in Deonta Foreman. But he's never really grabbed a hold of a top 10 running back opportunity or anything like that. He's kind of just lingered a little bit. Uh, so it's he's the one player that's had some, some success with a, an Achilles tear. But Achilles injuries, there has never been a top 10 running back that has come off an Achilles tear. There has never been a top 10 running back that's bounced back to top 10 running back form since an Achilles tear. I told everybody to run for the hills on Akers' first year back and on James Robinson their first year back. Some people listened, some people didn't. And while Akers has a shot at returning to form, it's, it's definitely possible he started to look better. The, the injury risk was already high with him. He was tagged by me as one of the most injury-prone players in the National Football League before his Achilles tear. And partly due to the way he runs the football. He's so aggressive with his body. He lowers his head and hits players with his head down and his neck. Last year, he put a uh, put a guy, a guy got carted off the field because he did a, a lower, lowered his head and did a head-to-head collision with him. And Akers was fine. He, he lucked out, but the defender wasn't. I forget who that was. But they get carted off the field. This guy's reckless with his body beyond measure. And so... For him to go out and compensate, and Mac did this. Mac is trying to play football like he used to. He's compensating. You usually do something to the other leg at some point. And so to rupture the other Achilles is not crazy uh, to imagine. Um, to suffer some sort of knee injury or some sort of significant injury on the other leg, whether it's even a, a Liz Frank injury or whatever, because you're overcompensating to a massive degree. That's why I, I stay away from Acres, but that's a shame that uh, Marlon Mack could never stay healthy, and it, it definitely feels very Cam Acres like, to be honest with you, when I when I look at Cam, Damian Harris is injured, dealing with a knee injury, so James Cook season is is back on track. I still don't fully trust James Cook. I know a lot of people want him to be very very good, but he feels like Madison, like a couple other players. I'm just not going near it because of the ADP value. So I'm going to say take a pass on James Cook unless he falls to very, very solid territory. Kareem Hunt is leaving Indianapolis without a deal per source. Colts made an offer, but the two sides were unable to reach an agreement as there's still continued interest from other teams. So Kareem Hunt's going elsewhere to see what's up. Uh, so that is all of your news, ladies and gentlemen. And the two Super Chats just came in from Ben and from, uh, uh, from I don't know who this is. Uh, Char, Char says thoughts about Houston losing their center, uh, their center, their center peer. Houston is a, is a, is a tough situation. Um, I think, I think Pierce is going to be very good this year. I think Pierce is potentially going to be one of those guys around six, seven, like Swift and like Pacheco and a couple others where, you find uh, you're gonna find a top ten to twelve running back in one of those guys. I think one of those guys that you find consistently in in the late five, six, and top of seven, one running back from that territory is gonna be a top ten running back potentially. And it wouldn't shock me if it was Damian Pierce. They're doing a lot of good things in in Houston, and definitely appreciate your super chat moonshot. Uh, I'm not scared of Damian Pierce having any any sort of uh, any sort of drop off or um lack of upside he's catching footballs in camp he caught this amazing amazing catch that uh that was in the end zone as a touchdown reception 
and he did this dance after the whole crowd was hyped up. So it's good to see them throwing the football to Damian Pierce. He's going to be a PPR, uh, I don't want to say monster, but a PPR presence for sure. Super excited. Ben with a super chat. Ben says, in a PPR redraft, I'm taking Bijan first round and two wide receivers. Should I take Aaron? Should I take Aaron? I think you mean Aaron Jones or Gibbs in round four. I'm worried about Willie having two rookies as running back one and two. First of all, Gibbs belongs in round two. And if you get him in round four, I, I encourage you to do that because your ADP or your league mates don't know that Gibbs is coming. But Gibbs over Aaron Jones by a country mile. Gibbs, in hindsight, will be a top 12 overall player, in my opinion. I think he's going to be a top five running back. And I think that Aaron Jones has upside, but he's like a late fourth to fifth round player. Gibbs, if I had to, I'd draft so high, I don't even want to tell you. So this is not even close. Not even close. But I will give you one piece of advice, Ben. Don't don't go in with this set plan. This I'm drafting receivers. I'm drafting. That is that's how you leave value on the table. I know it's easy to say I want to go wide receiver, and the likelihood of it might be there because you've mock drafted and you love where the wide receivers fall and you traditionally get what you want. But don't cement yourself into drafting a position. Draft a player, because what if the player is better? What if what if you you see a RB sitting there in round three that shouldn't be there? And you're like, I'm going wide receiver. So be open-minded to that. But Gibbs is a home run in round four. If you get Gibbs in round four, you almost should just walk straight to the bank at that point. Because you can probably, you can ask. I don't know if they'll give it to you. But you can ask for an advance on your, your league winnings. You just show them Jameer Gibbs in round four. And they might just say, go see Bob over at the counter there. He'll, he'll square you away. Get you a little advance on that that uh, that entry fee there. Have the, the 10th pick and a 12-man Full PPR and highly considering going Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra, assuming Hill, Kelsey, and Bijan are gone. We do that strategy all the time. And if I'm sitting there at the 12-13, Garrett Wilson and Amon Ra is one of my favorite approaches. And then I go Gibbs and Walker later, Fields or Burrow. Uh, Christian Watson might even get mixed into that depending on where you're drafting. Absolutely Smitty approved draft strategy that I deploy all the time. You've just been Smitty approved. Um, let's see here. Appreciate all your super chats. Thank you so much for dropping those massive wads all over the screen. Uh, Professor Stroke, um, or Stoke, Professor Stroke, <laughs> Professor Stoke in the house. I think I used to call you Professor Stroke and that's why I kept doing it. Uh, uh, Char, thank you. Ben, appreciate you. The Stroke Meister, appreciate you, Professor. And then we got, uh, we got, uh, who else dropped super chats in here? We had uh, we had Wizard dropping one. We had E Rock dropping one. We had James and that boy and James and Garrett dropping the first super chat of the night. Appreciate you all dropping those supers. Now we're getting to your phone calls right after I check the the voicemails from the IG group. This is my voicemail group. If you want to leave a voicemail on the daily, it's four dollars and ninety nine cents a month. Just go to my Instagram, the Fantasy Football Show. Click subscribe. And then, and then let me know, email me, you can email me, DM me, whatever. Let me know that you're in that, you're in that group. I'll, I'll, I'll probably find you anyway, but let me know ASAP and I'll throw you in a private exclusive group that has 30 people in each one, right? If we have more than 31, we open another one, et cetera. 
and you guys can all chat together and you text each other and they're all like-minded people who are paying $4.99 too so they take it seriously and you say, hey, do you guys like this trade? But the voice messages are, are for me. See those voice messages? Those are for me. The texts are for you. I sometimes chime in, but you get this private exclusive group of like-minded people and then you leave voicemails on the daily and I play them here and I record my response in the phone so you don't have to hunt through the show uh, but you can also watch your your show the show and your question get played. But here's Ryan. Hey Smitty, I got offered Raheem Mostert and Juju um, for Mike Evans. Just wondering what you think about that. Raheem Mostert and Juju for Mike Evans. Uh, Raheem Mostert and Juju Smith-Schuster for Mike Evans. I keep Mike Evans. He's having an amazing camp. I'm not saying I love his situation at all. But there's no way I'm trading Mike Evans for those two players. I don't believe in Juju. I don't believe in his passing situation or his quarterback play or the, the carousel quarterbacks he'll probably endure. I don't think Mostert stays healthy. There's no way I'm making that trade. Trade Mike Evans on the high. Don't trade him on the low. This is trading him on the low. And that, that was Ryan. So I'm going to tag Ryan. I recorded that into the chat. That way Ryan... Um, can, can hear that. Now I'm going to go to Big Howard's message and I'm going to record my response in here. This is a great way to get content very easily. This one's from Howard. Spot on a 10 man league PPR redraft. Give me your thoughts, Smitty. Thanks. 10 spot uh, redraft PPR. I, I mean, Bijan's there, I take Bijan. If Kelsey's there, I take Kelsey. If not, I'm going Garrett Wilson, Amon Ross, St. Brown. The same advice we gave the gentleman and we do all the time when you got that 12 13 turn. You got the 10. 10, 10, 11 turn. I mean, I don't mind other players, but to me, because it's a 10 man, you're going to see more running backs be available in the third and fourth round. And those are great rounds. Anyway, you're probably getting maybe Gibbs and Walker on top of fields with Garrett Wilson and St. Brown. That's fantastic. And that's the way I would begin that draft. Most likely uh, big Howard. Appreciate you for, for dropping that big Howard. Uh, let me, let me drop that in there. And Adam, let me see Adam. Hey, Smitty, what do you think about the the comparison of uh, putting trying to get Nick Chubb and Bijan together? I don't mind getting Nick Chubb and Bijan together, but I think Bijan and there's just other players that I'm drafting ahead of Nick Chubb, like Garrett Wilson, like St. Brown. Those are players that I'd rather draft. Um, I imagine Bijan falling to you is going to be tough at a place where Maybe St. Brown and Garrett Wilson will be available. So you get Bijan and then Chubb in the second round. I'd probably rather go Pollard, but that's me. I like Pollard a lot. Chubb not having a single rushing touchdown for the last six weeks when Deshaun Watson returned. Six weeks they played together and Chubb fell off the face of the earth in terms of touchdowns. He didn't score one rushing touchdown. He did have a receiving touchdown. That worries the hell out of me. And Tony Pollard was one of the most efficient running backs in the National Football League last year. And I just can't wait for him. So I would take Pollard. I would take Pollard. I'd even probably, I don't mind Chubb though. I don't mind Nick Chubb. If you think you can get good wide receivers in three and four, it's not a bad approach, but I probably would lean Pollard uh, before that. I also think, you know, getting Gibbs in three or four, getting Bijan, and then potentially having a situation where you get the wide receiver in round two, that might be entertaining. Uh, like Alave, for example. Bijan, Alave, Gibbs might be the best trio you could have from, from that slot. All right, that was from Adam. Appreciate Adam. And uh, let's see here. Adam, uh, Adam, thank you. And uh, Lion Break for tomorrow. Lion Break. Tomorrow's questions. 
All right, so that's how the voicemail uh, group works. So it's really, really awesome. So definitely be a part of that. And let's hit the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. And as you can see right in front of your face, Mark Cleveland, so far this month, I believe, uh, is the highest super chatter of the month. I think someone might have done higher, but uh, I can't remember, so remind me if it's you. Mark Cleveland with the $50 hauler, TMT with the 250 gifted memberships. This phone line at the current moment until someone knocks these two individuals off is presented by Mark Cleveland and TMT. So dial in to the Mark Cleveland and TMT phone line, people. Let's do it live. Let's do it live. Appreciate you all. Uh, dial in. Phone line is open. I've got it sitting right here. We got John calling in. Uh, John, you're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, how's it going? What's up, John? So I only play in auction drafts, and this year uh, I'm thinking of doing a Chase and Higgins and Joe Burrow stack. Right? I try to be fluid in auctions, but that's kind of what I'm angling for. Is there a real negative to taking two receivers from the same team like that if I also have Joe Burrow, their quarterback? I mean, in a in a non best ball, it's not a good idea. Like, why why would you want all of that tied to one team? And not to mention two wide receivers. That doesn't that doesn't. I don't like that at all. Especially where you got to well, draft Higgins. Like like in, in best ball, it's different, bro. Best ball is different. In, in regular, like having Hill and Waddle is not a good idea. Having uh, uh, Kyle Pitts in London is not a good idea. Having Bijan in London's okay. Having Burrow and one of those guys is okay, especially Jamar Chase. But I don't know that I want to have all three of those at the cost. And, and again, a lot of what that comes down to, if I if I describe it to you here on the marker board, I don't know if you can see the marker board, but a lot of it comes down to um, what what where how are they consuming up all the draft capital? Because if you're doing a stack like that and not using, let's say, a second rounder uh, or something like that is different. But when you're looking at the, the board like this, and you got your first, your second, your third, your fourth, your fifth, and your sixth round, and you say, okay, I'm, I'm drafting Chase here, I'm drafting Higgins here, I'm drafting Joe Burrow here, you have so much capital tied into that. Now, you still have this, this, and this to cover your second round or your fourth round or your fifth round to cover you. Um, if and, and Burrow, I imagine, I don't know, where are you taking Burrow? Five or six? Uh, well, if an- so uh, for me again, it's an option draft. So usually oh, that's I right, try that's right. and um, that's right. Yeah. Well, even so equ- even equivalent, so yeah, even equivalent to this though. If you're spending, if you're spending your money in a way, I'm sorry, I forgot you said that. If you're spending your money in a way that you're leaving yourself like really no second round talent to go with it, no fourth round, or you let's say you have a couple fourth round type talents to go with it, you have no firepower whatsoever to carry you if that if that offense struggles. Not to mention, I venture to say that Higgins is probably going to go for more than Alave, you know, and I'd rather just have Alave over Higgins to go with that and then potentially some more bucks as well. So I, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm not huge on the triple stack. I like the double stack a lot, the pancake stack. The stack above all stacks. It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Th- this is a fun stack, you know, it doesn't get you any more points, but the fact that I believe Chase will be a top one to two overall wide receiver, I believe Burroughs could be a top one to five overall quarterback. One, he could be one. They both could be number one at their position. That's more the reason why the stack is good, not because it actually does anything. Hurts and A.J. Brown and 
and uh, Devontae Smith. I mean, that's another one you could look at and say, do I do that? Um, that costs you more draft capital. And But, I mean, what it comes down to, bro, is 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 it does it, are you able to build around it effectively you know what i'm saying if you can build around it effectively then it's it, it can it can survive you know but if you have a bad week then you know that's not going to be that's going to be it's going to hit you hard uh ryan says he had two voicemails i'm looking i don't see the voicemails here um for you pal oh in the old voicemail group Corey, cole says Cole, Cole will still do the old the old voicemail groups, but we are transitioning over to the 499 group um, in order to get the voicemails. But I'll play these for you, and we might keep it going. I'm just wondering. Uh, Hold on one second, I John. on ESPN, so the following, like the ADP is a little bit different, but I'm picking from the tool spot. If I go Garrett Wilson and Alma St. Brown in the third round, would you say pick Najee or Kenneth Walker? Which one do you like between those two better? Um, and then I plan on... I don't think you can go wrong with Nazi or Kenneth Walker. I like both of them, Cole. I, they're both amazing fourth-round picks. I mean, I probably want one in one league and one in the other. I do love Kenneth Walker a lot. He's one of my favorite picks in, in all of fantasy football. I probably would lean Walker if push came to shove, obviously, because of that reason. I mean, there's a reason he's my fourth, one of my four best picks in all of fantasy football 2023. But I think Najee's got good value in, in round four. Sometimes he goes in three. You know, so part of me wonders if he'd have better trade value with Najee. But I think I, I would take in one league, I would take I would take him. Also, what would you rank these three running backs? Uh, and, like, what round would you go for them? Camara uh, and Swift and Javante. Javante, uh, round five. I'm willing to take him there right now. Camara uh, around seven, probably six, I guess, but seven, eight, eight, seven, eight's better. And uh, Swift in round six is a smash. I love all, I love all those guys. They're all in that territory. And, and as I talked earlier, Pacheco included. One of those guys could be a top ten running back. Uh, appreciate you, Cole. I'll probably still use that voicemail group. Uh, I, I'll, I, I'll think about what I'm going to do with that. But we are transitioning over to the. If anybody wants to leave daily voicemails, um, we got John just hung up. John, I was coming back to you. Uh, go to the The Fantasy Football Show on Instagram and, and hit that. John, if you want to follow up on anything, call back and I'll throw you back on. So The Fantasy Football Show on Instagram. Hit that subscribe button for $4.99. You can leave daily freaking voicemails on the show. It's absolutely phenomenal. So get on over and do it. Do it. Subscribe already. Um, the best... Yeah, best ball is another story for stacking. It's a totally different ball game. Totally different ball game. And, and having all three of the Bengal players, I just don't think it's it's ideal um, for roster construction in a non-best ball. Uh, eight six four caller, who's this? You're calling live uh, live onto the show here. Where are you calling from? South Carolina. Ben from South Carolina. All right, hang tight, Ben. Um, let me put you here in the system and on hold. Uh, ben from South Carolina. Okay, got you in here. And then uh, let me let me get this guy on hold here. Four two three caller, who's this, and where are you calling from? Uh, I guess they hung up. Okay, Ben, what can I do for you? All right, so what I'm going for in my draft is Bijan round one, then Lamb, Ridley, Jameer Gibbs, and now I want to get the Trevor Lawrence stack with Ridley. It's great. And bro. Hopkins. It's great. 
And then I want I wonder your opinion on getting Dak as my backup quarterback going for like the quadruple stack with Ridley, T Law, and then is Lamb this, and Dak. Is this a best ball draft or a regular non best ball draft? This is a regular So why why is why is redraft. why is everybody so into stacking in non best ball? I don't understand it. There's no advantage whatsoever. You know, okay. like if, if anything, it can hurt. Like I, you don't need to. I think everybody's so in the best ball stacking mindset. You know, like d- go get a better quarterback than Dak. <laughs> you know, Dak's looked awful right yeah. now. Co- Cooper Rush has looked really good. Dak has looked very bad. Like the last thing in the world I yeah, want is Dak, Dak Prescott. Uh, Later round, so it looks kind of intriguing. Yeah, no, don't don't think about the stack helps you zero. Go get the better player. There's better quarterbacks that are out there when Dak's on the board. Um, Aaron Rodgers is one of them. I mean, I, honestly, bro, I'd re- I might rather have Jordan Love than Dak Prescott right now. And I know people are going to say, oh, that's crazy. Well, you know what? Wait until Jordan Love goes out and does what he's about to do because he looks absolutely phenomenal in camp right now. Jordan Love looks like he's going to be the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. And you can doubt it all you want. You can pretend it's silly and funny. You can pretend like this didn't happen already in, in Green Bay. I'm not saying he's the next guy going 15, 20 years. But to s- assume it's not, is crazy when he's getting the support of his team. He's throwing he's throwing dimes in camp, and and he's looking fantastic, and he looked good in his half that he played last year, which is a very small sample size. But he threw a touchdown pass to Christian Watson, which they replicated in camp, and it looked amazing. He's been throwing dimes to Dobbs. He's got his own defense, including Alexander, um, uh, saying uh, uh, that he is in his opinion, the best quarterback in the league, which is crazy, a crazy statement. We're not saying that. That's a smart statement. But this guy looks absolutely ready to go, primed and ready to go. And all Jordan Love gets is hate from people that that can't accept that something might come out of nowhere. You know, this is why we play the game. Same hatred. And I'm not saying he's the next Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that, but... You know, no, no, no one can come in here and act like they have the the Gray's Book Sports Almanac from Back to the Future and say that Jordan Love's going to bust. Dak Prescott has been looking bad. Uh, Travis, thank you for moderating. Uh, Blackbeard is a moderator in the building. My mods are absolutely dropping um, uh, fire in here. Appreciate you, uh, Ben. What 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 else you got, Ben? Would would you? So you would not. Go with the T-Law, Ridley, Stack, and PPR redraft. I like that one. I like that one. You but you, like you were trying to do, you were trying to do, it. yeah, you were trying to double stack. You are putting a little too much peanut butter yeah, on the on the much. peanut butter sandwich. Okay. You know what I mean? I got you. You know when you yeah, do that, you're like, you're making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you just overdo one of them because you think you think it looks good, but it just ends yeah, up it's overpowering, yeah, bro. Too much jelly on there. Don't, don't, yeah. Jelly, you, can, you almost can't overdo jelly, but the peanut butter, you certainly could. All right. What else you got, pal? Uh, the Ridley. Ridley, and so I'm dressed on NFL. Bobby. Ridley has been going a lot in round three. Sometimes earlier. Is that too early to pick him, or is that good? I mean, if Alave's still there, should I go with Alave? I mean, Alave, Alave, really Alave, like Ridley. Alave and Ridley are very close, man. Pick your poison. They're both absolutely phenomenal. Uh, for some reason, Ben, okay. I can't answer other calls when you're on the line. I don't know if you if there's what's going on with that. That's so weird. There's some people's phone okay. lines that so hang hang up and call right back once there's somebody else on the line, Ben. Uh, ben. But wait until I, I got someone on the line, then dial back in. 
I got Avi trying to call in. I got Jonathan trying to call in. And I, for some reason, Ben's line wouldn't allow that. His, his line isn't playing nice. We got a $10 hauler moonshot for Overcome. To it's an moon. absolute monster on the screen here. To the moon men, I'm taking chase number two overall, or am I? Oh, in the moon men draft, which the moon men and Mars men drafts are set in stone. Mars men draft is Sunday, August 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern, live on the show. The moon men draft is the next day at 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday. So get ready for those bad boys. I can't wait to to broadcast that live to all of you. Um, uh, four four two three caller. Who is this, and where are you calling from? Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Where are you calling from? You said the Sun. Uh, from Atlanta. Atlanta. Okay. Uh, Kyle, what can I do for you, pal? And then I got Avi on hold. Kyle from Atlanta. So, Smitty, I have the fifth overall pick in a 12-man PPR. Atta boy. I'm wondering, do I take Kelsey or do I take B. John? Um, okay. Uh, Jonathan, mute yourself if you could uh, while you're on hold there. I would say Bijan is – look, you can't go wrong because Kelsey is a fantastic pick. And as I've said over and over and over and over all offseason long – this is a different year to go Kelsey early because I've never seen a year where running backs and wide receivers are so scattered through the third and fourth round that have like top 10 running back and top 10 wide receiver potential. I've never seen the likes of it before in my life. So much so I'm going to do a video very soon about get out of round one. Get out of round one. Trade down. Accumulate a, a second and a fourth rounder. Go get a third, a fourth, and a seventh rounder for your number four overall pick. You know, I love Bijan. And, and I'm not saying I don't draft Bijan if I can't trade down. But there's no reason somebody should be saying no to a deal that gets them Jameer Gibbs and Justin Fields for any player in the National Football League. I don't care if you're drafting one. I don't care if you have a JJ. If you handed me Jameer Gibbs and let's call it Ridley, okay? Jameer Gibbs and Ridley are both third-round players. If you handed me two third rounders for the number one overall, my natural instinct is to say, no, I don't want third rounders. I want that number one overall pick. This is a crazy year where you can amass two top five, top seven players in the third round. And so I I, I just, it's just one of those seasons where if you drafted Kelsey, back to my point, you can assemble a team that doesn't look like you went Kelsey. In previous years, you oftentimes just see a Kelsey-drafted team, and what would you say? That thing's kind of light, bro. You got, like, light wide receivers. You were chasing running back the entire draft. You're like, oh, he went Kelsey. Okay, that's why. And it still did well because Kelsey dominates his position so much. This is the one year where you look at a Kelsey-built team and you say to yourself, holy crap. That doesn't even look like you went Kelsey in round one because you still have guys that potentially you could argue you could get in like late first, late second, late third, late fourth. Like you're squeaking out potentially guys in each of those rounds. But you're looking at a squad going, that's a really good team, very balanced team, and you drafted Kelsey. All that being said, if it's push come to shove, Bijan's my number one running back in fantasy football over Christian McCaffrey, 2023. I could care less how many grandmas in here are going to get upset at me and say, what, what, what? It's how I feel. 
And I will take Bijan over JJ and Chase if it's a running back heavy format or it's half PPR with like two starting wide receivers or even full PPR, two wide receivers starting. Then I would go Bijan one overall. So I'm going Bijan. No one else has to follow me down that rabbit hole, but that's where I'm headed. But in a best ball setting on underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, you know what I'm doing? If I get the number, you know, three overall pick, let's say 10 times in a row, I'm drafting about six, seven uh, Bijan Robinsons. I'm drafting probably one Kelsey. I'm drafting probably one Christian McCaffrey. And that's how I like to divide it up. But I'm definitely going heavy Bijan Robinson. Uh, I'm sorry. If, I, if, if let's say Chase and JJ are gone, like that, I'm going. Let me let me put it that way. I'm going Christian McCaffrey, Kelsey, Bijan, with Bijan being six or seven out of the ten. So that's kind of my divide of that. If I'm given the one or two pick, I'm kind of always going JJ or Chase on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty because I'll, I won't get the one and two pick very often. So that's where I use my I'm going to go JJ or Chase strategy because I can get Bijan at three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Pretty much any draft I'm in, eighty percent of the time Bijan's always there for me so i can take advantage of Bijan in every draft slot but one and two and use one and two to take my wide receiver you know shares yeah all right hang hang tight hang tight real quick all right hang tight real quick kyle uh if you want to hang on the phone you can if you don't want to you can jump off just mute yourself if you could avi you're live and then jonathan cortez you're next avi go ahead Oh, actually, Avi, wait one second. Melvin says, send yep. 11 months Send eleven months with the show. Uh, send 11. Oh, you've been 11 months with the show, I think was what Melvin's saying. Melvin, appreciate you very much. I appreciate your super chat. Sending Melvin to the moon. To the moon. Uh, absolutely love my boy, Melvin. Thank you so much, my guy. And Hector saying, uh, in a sec... In... In a second dynasty, I traded Chubb and Sun God for the 1.1 Bijan. How bad did I screw up? I, you know, this is tough because I don't think you screwed up in a long-term sense, but could you have gotten more or something? Yeah. So you did screw up in not getting a little bit more. That guy that got Chubb and St. Brown could win the league this year. So you gave him so much firepower that I believe you should have gotten more for sure. But at the end of the day, I mean, Chubb's time is going to run out, and then it's St. Brown versus Bijan. But that's not how you look at it. you got to look at it. What could you have gotten in addition? So I would say you didn't like – I'm not sending you on a lap because you got the best player in the deal from a dynasty perspective, but you certainly may have handed that guy a championship if he has a good team at all. Avi, my guy, you're live. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, what's up? What's up? Um, I agree on that take. I'd rather have a later pick this year, but also I don't think there's a bad pick in the first round besides like five, six, and seven. Five, six, and seven are the worst picks. But if you have first pick, you'd come back around and get Chris Olave, maybe a Jameer Gibbs. Why is five but bad? They, Why is five bad when Bijan's there 99% of the time at five? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't think it depends your league. You know, you got to know your league. So that is like a true point, you know. But definitely want a top two pick, top three, or I want ten through twelve. Dare I That's say? Dare I say the five and six are the best picks in the draft? 
because Bijan is Bijan's there ninety nine percent of the time, yeah. and then you get that 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 quicker turnaround for your second round pick. You're not waiting that far for your third round pick where you can get Gibbs at six. You can get Gibbs pretty easily in round three right now. So five six is yeah. perfect for Gibbs in round in round three. Actually, actually, that's true. Honestly, there's not really a bad pick in the first round. I guess when you, uh, yes, there. Really, I mean, you can. There's a lot of ways you can go this year. So. Yeah, um, ten dollar holler from Overcome to the moon. I appreciate you, my man. Overcome says uh, Adams, Jacobs, Wilson, Amon Ra, AJ Brown. Sometimes Pollard, sometimes JT, sometimes usually sitting there near the end of round two in ten man. Usually go Amon Ra. I don't like JT at all. I wouldn't take JT in the second round for anything. I, I wouldn't. I'm not going near JT. JT. I wouldn't even take JT at the top of three. I'd take Jameer Gibbs over JT 10 times out of 10. So other than that, I agree with a lot of what you're saying here, bro. And and overcome, we are eye-to-eye eye on Pollard. Pollard season in the in round two is going to explode. I, I'd love to get him in round three. Like if Zeke signs with the team, I think we might see Pollard fall to round three. But if we do, that's it's going to be amazing value. Um, overcome appreciate your super chat my man overcome with another ten dollar holler moonshot for overcome overcome you're at risk of potentially becoming uh the phone line sponsor of the month so far if you get this over 50 bucks uh to the moon men oh yeah chase already got that one appreciate that kill patrick dropping a ten dollar holler to the moon to the my boy kill patrick on the map today monthly marker board budget thank you pal we're actually running low what an amazing, what an amazing mind this guy has. We're down to, we're down to two markers. We're down to two markers. I'm making this order today. Thank you, Kilpatrick. Marker board fund replenished. What a monster. Thank you, my guy. Okay, so Kilpatrick taken care of, overcome, taken care of, overcome, taken care of, overcome with another super chat, $10 hauler, get some moonshot. I don't know if he's at 50 bucks yet. Overcome, please keep track of your... Your super chat, so I can put you at, at this on the phone line sponsor, uh, Mark over Mark Cleveland. Who Mark is such a generous guy; he wants someone to take it from him. With that list I sent in the previous super, what would you take? What would you take if Wilson, Amon Ra, and AJ Brown are sniped? Um, I, that's hard to imagine them both being sniped. Are we talking the second round? If it's the second round, I'm not. I'm not afraid to go Pollard. Uh, but if we're talking about in like round one, then Kelsey or Bijan are going to be there. So kind of depends. Let me see the question again. You said Adams, Jacobs, Wilson, Amon Ra, AJ Brown, sometimes Pollard, sometimes JT, usually sitting there near the end of round two. Okay, so it's a round two question, 10-man league. Sorry, I was just trying to refresh my... Um, so uh, I think... Oh, little Smitty's here. Um, some, something, something tells me that... Um, yeah, I, I probably would say give me if all those guys are gone that you just mentioned there. And so from your list, the players remaining are Pollard, JT, and other players that you know I could come up with. I would say Pollard by a mile. I love Pollard there. You know, Ridley's interesting, but I like him in the third round. Like Ridley in the third round has yeah. all the risk baked in like no, like there's no question about it. Where in the second round, 
honestly really could crush late second round value but it doesn't package in the risk so i'm going to tell you to wait on that give me all day long pollard in, in that situation overcome thank you for dropping the super chat and then we got a four dollar 99 cent hauler from eli who says what's your thoughts on this 10-man ppr league hill pollard gibbs uh, fantastic trio, though. Andrews is a steal in round four. Fields in round five. I don't like James Conner, just being honest. McLaurin, uh, good value. Ayuk, okay. Dobbins, very, very good team. Only thing I would have done different, because your first four, five picks were absolutely unbelievable. And you crush everybody. I already know. You crush everybody with those four picks. I just didn't like where it went once you hit James Conner. McLaurin, I like. I don't hate that pick. I can get behind that. But Conner, I don't know who was there. I don't know if you could have got maybe a Javante, who I like better, even with the, the knee injury, uh, potentially a Pacheco, uh, JSN, guys like that. I would have probably accumulated a bunch of those guys I just named on top of what you did here, and then I, uh, I felt like it would have been untouchable. But you started off so good, you were absolutely got to be one of the league dog uh, candidates in your league to, to win your league. Appreciate your super chat, Eli. Thank you so much. Um, hang tight, Avi. Let me go over to... Um, uh, Cortez, what's up, Cortez? You're live. What's up, Smitty? How's it going? I'm good, bro. Man, I just want to say Smitty to the moon. That's Thank what you. I want to say first. Start off to whole, the moon. This whole thing. Thank you. I appreciate you for everything that you do throughout the whole season. Thank you. But um, I just wanted to give you a call because um, I got a draft coming up next week. And you've helped me out a lot, and I do appreciate you. But in this league, um, you you know, I was telling you that I have Mahomes in the fifth. It's a super flex keeper league. So I'm going to keep uh, Mahomes in the fifth. But I did forget to tell you that I have Deshaun Watson in the 17th round. So I was – it's a two-keeper, right? So I was wondering, do I keep Deshaun Watson or do I keep Garrett Wilson in the 13th round? Or do I keep uh, Walker – in the ninth round. So is it one, is, is it a one QB? It's a super flex. Sorry. Okay, so super flex. You have you, first of all, like there's just not even a debate here. You have to keep Mahomes, and you probably have to keep your other quarterback Watson. Like that value is crazy. Um, okay. I would I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to just keeping Mahomes and going Garrett Wilson, if you only can keep two players. If you felt like you knew your league very well and you're going to get Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love and you're going to be fine, then then honestly, I'm going to tell you Garrett Wilson and Mahomes. But but you have to okay, know your. I, I know, I know for a fact that um, that Moving Man Fields is going to be in the draft because the dude buddy that drafted him, he dropped him, so he went into free agency. So he technically he can't be a keeper. So. If he's, in, if, he, if he's there in the first round and he falls to me, should I go ahead and draft Fields with my number one pick and keep Garrett Wilson? Yes. That's what I was thinking. Because no, I, I, this, this league is, is kind of full of a, a couple grandmas. So, you know, if I can try to, you know, whoever has like the number one pick, you know, I could probably, you know, Sweet talking and you know, try you know to why, bro? That number one pick. L let me explain why. I know that the easy answer is to say something along the lines of like, "Oh, but if you keep Watson, who I love, and he's going to have a great year, you're going to be wrong, Smitty." Then you can use that other first rounder on a different player. 
the way the reason I would say no is because the Garrett Wilson factor. Like you don't get Garrett Wilson in that situation. So Garrett Wilson and Mahomes, and you got Mahomes in the fifth, which is one of the biggest steals. I don't care if Deshaun Watson's in round fifty-five. Like Mahomes in five is an absolute just just completely complete, complete robbery. So the fact that you get Garrett Wilson, Fields, and Mahomes to start your draft off, I'm fairly confident that you're gonna hit on so many of your other picks that at the end of the day, this whole like getting this quarterback value a little bit deeper isn't gonna matter because you're gonna have you're gonna have everybody driving against traffic on you in the first and second round for the most part. And so you're gonna get steals in in the second and third round. And you won't have to worry a single bit about quarterback the rest of the draft. You can pick up a Sam Howell if you want later on, or if they sleep on Jordan Love, add him to the arsenal. But, bro, you're starting off with Garrett Wilson, Mahomes, and Fields. If you think you can do that, if you think you'll pull it off, or even T-Law, or even, you know, Lamar if you want. Like, bro, your Burrow might fall because of the calf injury if he's not kept. Yeah, he's a keeper. Okay. Most of most of the quarterbacks are going to be keepers um, because we just we just converted this league into a super flex. So, so there's a lot of quarterbacks, like you know, a lot of the top twelve guys, you know, that were drafted. A lot of the guys are going to keep them. How do you know you're so, going to get you know, Fields? Your hurts, your How do you know you're going to get Fields? So what if Fields is in the pool? Are you know you say you're the first pick, or you're the fifth pick? No, I I know I know Fields is he's in the pool for sure. I already know that. Yeah, but you're, I just pe- you're don't picking know fifth. What draft position I have. Oh, that could be random. Well, what if you get screwed out of that though? You know, like what do you think I you're know, gonna? That's what worries me. What are you gonna get at quarterback though? If let's say Fields well, the goes, that I know, the, the quarterbacks that I know for sure that are going to be in the board, the top guy is going to be Fields for sure. Uh, I don't think T Law was drafted. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I do know for sure Fields, maybe T Law, and then you have you know the the other guys, you know, like your you yeah, know, your I, love, your you know the I don't the, know, bro. You know, two v two. There's a lot of moving parts here. Like if that's the case, you could you could you could argue that if you take Watson later, that all this quarterback run could maybe let Garrett Wilson fall to you in the first round, and then you could say, okay, well now I have Watson, Mahomes, and Garrett Wilson. But if you if let me, I'll just say this: you're gonna have to make the call for yourself based on what you think your draft pick's gonna be and all that. Because if you get the 12 pick, you're not getting Fields, bro. <laughs> you're not getting Fields at 12. But oh, yeah. but, but yeah, if no if way. you end up you know getting Fields, let's say, and you get Garrett Wilson and Mahomes, like it's almost game over. But I don't know that you're gonna get that. So that's a, that's a tough question. All right, hang tight, Cortez. Let me go over to uh, Stefan. Stefan, what's up? You're live. Hello. Stefan. <laughs> All right, Stefan, you're on mute, pal. All right, let's go back over to Avi. Avi, what's up? Yeah, so um, I have uh, – I'm about to get my randomized picks tomorrow. We're doing it tomorrow, so I'm nervous, you know, 10-team league. Um, I'm hoping for first overall. I'm not going to lie. I just want Justin Jefferson. I come back around, maybe get Gibbs. And a lava, and then uh, get fields. So, I I feel like in a ten team league, I feel like the first six the best. You we're we're um, almost uh, yeah we're almost on the clock in the throne draft. By the way, oh we are we're, yeah we're on we're so we might we, we might go we might actually draft uh, while we're on the line. I'm not sure. It depends. Wait, who did we take last? 
uh, Pacheco was our last pick. It, then it went Goddard. Here, I'll put it on the screen. I'll put the whole draft on the screen. This is the throne draft. The throne draft is where you guys, my followers, draft my team. And so here's here's the draft. Uh, we took Barkley. We took St. Brown. We took Brees Hall. We have Justin Fields, Drake London, Isaiah Pacheco. And then after our Pacheco pick, it went Goddard. Godwin, Javante, that was a shame to see Javante go. Kyle Pitts, JSN went really early. That sucked to see him go. Waller, I liked Waller a lot. Then it kind of went a lot of players that I don't think we would have drafted. It went uh, Lockett, Rashad White, Hollywood Brown, Monty, Deontay, JK, Evans, Mike Williams, Pittman, and now this team is on the clock, and then it's us. And the top players available in this particular part of the draft – um, we have at wide receiver, I can put them on the screen one second. Let me, let me screenshot the, the, the available players. So these are the wide receivers. Um, it's the, the ranking so crazy. Like, I, I don't I got to look and see if there's anybody that is down below that we need to include. Cause it's just weird. Like Juju Smith Schuster is so high. Um, Christian Kurt, let me see. So George Pickens is there. Dotson's there. Kadarius Tony's there, uh, Addison is there, Christian Kirk is there, and uh, at tight end, let me put all these on the screen, Evan Ingram is available still, there's a lot of the guys that we like that should fall to the next the next, um, next pick that we have for sure, if not the next one, so we don't have to necessarily go Evan Ingram, but Evan Ingram is a good selection, let me, let me, let me drag, uh, let me drag, let's see here, let me drag the, uh, picks that are available so these are the tight ends these are the wide receivers and these are the running backs we don't need to draft a quarterback uh, let me see if i can just show you oh that's the wide receivers okay so wide receivers running backs and tight ends so we have evan ingram pat fryermuth and joku schultz Komet, kincaid Akonko, dulcich tyler higby running backs are dalvin cook we do a breeze hole so it wouldn't be crazy for us to consider Dalvin Cook in one of the next two picks. A.J. Brown, uh, Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, Jamal Williams, Penny, Zach Charbonnet would be interesting. Uh, P. Ryan, Khalil Herbert. Then we got Kirk, Pickens, Addison, Jahan Dotson, Kadarius Tony. If it was up to me, I mean, it's going to be one of Pickens, Dotson, Tony, Charbonnet, Dalvin Cook, or Ingram. That, those would be my my choices. I like it. Yeah, Dotson or Dalvin Cook for me easily. I want one of those two. Yeah, Dotson. Pickens. I kind of like Pickens here. I wonder if we could. I do like him. Yeah, I do like him, but I don't trust his quarterback. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I like Pickens a lot. Uh, outlook on Waller and should I take Fields over Burrow? I mean, Fields over Burrow, Burrow over Fields, they're very, very close. They're both inside my top four overall players to draft in 2023. So I would say just if you've got a lot of Burrow shares already, Adrian, you'll, you'll probably want to go Fields because then you can mix it up and you can lay off some of that risk. But taking Burrow depends where they fall. If Burrow falls to around six and a half or seven and Fields is going four, then you're taking Burrow in that draft because Burrow comes with less risk than everybody's peddling out there and you're getting them at a massive discount. Like that's the, the prices have been slashed more than 50%. That is crazy. And so it just depends on where he falls. I can't really give you a, a, a an actual answer because I got to see the flow of draft Waller. I like him a lot. I think he's the number one wide receiver 
on the on the Giants roster at the end of the season. I think he he's the the best pass catcher. He's going to outplay all the wide, actual wide receivers, and he'll be the number one sure. pass catcher. Uh, Jamal Williams second most TDs. Uh, opinion on Monty twenty twenty three. Jamal Williams second most TDs. I I'm not I don't I, Jamal had a, a, a miracle year last year. I have no faith that Jamal Williams is going to abs- have anything close to last year's season. He won't replicate that at all. So I don't know if that's what you're saying, Gabriel. $2 holler. Appreciate your super chat, by the way. Opinion on Monty. Monty's completely unrelated to J- to Jameer Gibbs, but I like him. He can get, he can get, let's say that the team runs for 450 carries. You know, that's, what do you, what do you expect Jameer Gibbs to get? He's not going to get close to 200. So you have, you have well over 400 or 250 carries that could go straight to Monty. There's, so Monty could have a 1200, 1100 yard season and six, seven touchdowns with ease, but he's not going to have, um, maybe your Jamal comment was just about Monty, but uh, I don't think he's going to get what Jamal had last year. This is going to be a good year for Monty. 1,100 yards if he stays healthy, 1,200 yards on the ground, very doable on 17 games, and 6-7 touchdowns without touching a single bit of Jameer Gibbs's workload. He can do that. So they can coexist. And I don't know that they're cuffs, to be honest. I don't know that I... Because the problem is going to be if you draft both Monty and Gibbs, Monty's going to play well enough that he could maybe start, and then you're going to have that Hunt and Chubb situation that you had years ago where it felt like it could be good because Hunt would have such good games. But if you own Chubb and Hunt, you didn't really do well. It's not something that just like absolutely produced for you. It was one of those things that that felt like it could work, but it didn't. And that's why stacking's not as, as good. That's a stack. That's not a cuffing situation. That's a weird stack that ends up like burning you a little bit. So I, I don't... I don't I don't love Monty, but I don't hate him, and it has nothing to do with Jameer Gibbs. I love Jameer Gibbs a, a lot. Uh, let's go over to Harrison real quick. Oh no, Doc. Doc is live then Harrison. Doc, what's up, my man? What's up, Doc? Hey, what's going on, Smitty? How are you doing? I'm good, bro. Awesome, man. Awesome. I thought I'd call in this show, man. Say hello to you, man. I'm getting ready to enjoy my birthday weekend. Happy and birthday. I, I'm excited. Hey, appreciate it. My birthday's on Friday. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yes, okay. Sir, what I'm, else can I'm I? Excited, okay. I'm excited, ready to start really diving into the stats with these uh, players and buckling down even more with the Giants and try to figure out, you know, what my strategy going to be. Our lottery's coming up for our league in a couple of weeks. So, really going to buckle down on doing some more drafts. And uh, tuning in to the information you're putting out. Keep doing a great job, man. All right, buddy. Appreciate you. All right, if you got a question about a player, uh, chime in. Harrison, you're live. Yo, what's up, Smitty? What's up? And if, if everybody can mute that's not if everybody can mute that's not talking, Doc, just interrupt when you have a question about a player or something like that. Harrison, go ahead. Can you hear me? I'm driving. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little loud. Maybe that's you, Harrison. Okay, what's up, Harrison? been doing a lot of the best ball manias and i was just like wondering because once i get to pick like around like 13 14 i start like running out of like players or maybe like around like 15 like who's your like late round targets at least for me i'm really liking Jaden reed from the green bay packers i think him and jordan love the connections i love what i'm hearing out of camp so i was wondering if you have any other players you want to discuss yeah, let me go. Let me go into a draft real quickly. Um, I'm about to time out on this one, so let me let me just take Jaden Reed right now. Oh no, hold on, hold on. Let me see. 
Uh, I'm going to take a con quo here. Okay. So let me go into this. Well, I like Jaden Reed. I like Tank Bisbee. I yeah. like Marvin Mims out of Denver. But I was wondering if you who All right. Like. Yeah. Let me, get, let, me give you a, let me give you a list. I'll, I'll go into a draft right now and I'll look. So you, you're saying 14th round? Let me, go into the thir- let me go into the 12 and 13 round just in case. Uh, if I go into the 12 yeah, round. Like yeah, yeah. Go under the 12 round, and I see Tank Bigsby. Love him. Sam Laporta. Love him. Uh, it's Curtis Samuel. Kind of interesting. I think he's a mini, mini poor man's, very poor man's Debo Samuel. And there's a lot of design plays for him. He's running wildcat. Wild, wild, he's man. running wild. Poverty. All right, hang tight, bro. I'm trying to give you the the, the names here, Harrison. Hold on. Shiga Conquo round 13, love him. Tyler Algiers, decent, but he's not he's not even a guy he's a must cuff to me. I like uh I like uh let's see here. I like uh uh Rashawn Johnson's pretty interesting in round 14, 15. Um uh, Justin Ross has got some intrigue. Uh let's see here. Jaden Reed, I agree with you. I like Jaden Reed. Uh Terrence Marshall's interesting, but not a must or anything like that. Jalen Hyatt's got some appeal. Luke Musgrave, if you need a tight end, I think he's going to be thrusted into a bunch of targets and, and volume. I love uh, Tank Dell, Charlie Jones, uh, Michael Wilson from Arizona, the rookie wide receiver. Those would be a plethora of names I would throw at you. Um, I don't know where Khalil Herbert is going. Some leagues I see him go really early. Some leagues I see him fall to like 13, 12. Uh, Herbert would be fantastic. Kendra Miller would be very good. McKinnon's going around 11, so that doesn't really count, but keep an eye on him. But Tank Bigsby, if he falls, Laporta, those are kind of my favorites right there. What do you think about Kareem Hunt if he signs with the Colts? What do you think that does for JT? I mean, uh, I don't know that it means he's out, but it certainly is not good, and it continues to pile on the fact that this team does not want JT there, and yet they don't want to trade him. I think they changed their tune and, and look at a couple trade offers. The problem is, is a team going to offer anything because he's injured? I don't think so. So maybe maybe they don't trade him because they can't, not because they won't. And and honestly, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. But I do. I have heard all off season long by a lot of people. I don't know. I can't confirm it with my own eyes that Hunt has dropped off quite a bit. But there's two teams that are offering him deals, the Saints and the Colts, so clearly they see something in him. So I don't know that he's completely well, dropped Colts, off. Yeah, Colts offered more money. That's and the he word. he the third down snaps out of every running back last. So I still think he's got juice. I, I think Kareem Hunt, out of all the backs that are on the market, is the best one, in my opinion. Well, there's certainly appeal there. There's I certainly appeal there. All right, Harrison, put, put yourself on mute because that sound is nasty loud. And then uh, I'll come back around to you. Let's go back over to Steven. Steven, are you there? Or Stefan? Sorry. Stefan, yeah, I'm sorry. Look at you. <laughs> well, you weren't there last um, time, yeah, Stefan. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I messed up. What's going on? You know, car Bluetooth. Um, yeah, I was listening to the pod earlier, and it sounded like you preferred the fifth-round pick. Um, I talked to you about moving down, and I moved down to the third for Bijan. Okay. And you kind of know, you know, point two five per rush, half point PPR. Steal, bro. Um, steal. Complete. Do you steal. think I should move down to the the five because that was that's what I've. No, no, I I don't think you need to unless you think you're going to have a better shot at like moving up to get Gibbs too. 
you know, or something like that. Like if there's a certain reason why that you think you move your third rounder up or you could figure it out. But I mean, I, I, I don't know that I mess around too much, bro. Like you, you, it's almost like you're, you know, when you're shopping for something online and you see a coupon code and you use it and then you're like, well, what if there's another coupon code? And then you end up like waiting a day and the code doesn't work anymore or something like that. And you end up like wishing you could go back and just get what you had in front of you, but you were getting greedy. Like, I, I feel like you don't want to test this thing too much because what if Bijan goes out there and runs and does something spectacular? I know camp's ending here, but he could still do something spectacular, you know, in a way that, that or something could be said in a way like Bijan's running, he's going to run 250, 300 times between the tackles and he's going to catch 80 passes. Or or maybe we don't want to hear that he's running 250 times between the tackles, but let's use the example of, if let's say Arthur Smith comes out and says Bijan will catch 90 balls in 2023, do you know that w- what that will do to his value? So just sit sit pretty at three, anticipate some cor- some some kind of storm coming, and just relish in the fact that you're going to get him or the two wide receivers. Yeah, that was kind of my position. Is if I move back to the fifth instead of the third, I might get Bijan. And then uh, Amon Ra, like I feel like Amon Ra will fall to me in the second. And then the issue is whether or not I'll be able to get Gibbs. Yeah, but don't you know? Just there'll be other players there if he's gone that you'll be you'll be fine. So you can get Gibbs in another draft. You can do a underdog fantasy promo code Smitty draft and get get Bijan and Gibbs in the same draft. That's what I love about underdog. Um, link is pinned in the live. Live chat, guys. We're going to draft on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and, and probably some on Sundays going, going forward. So if you want to get in those drafts, click that link that's in the live chat pinned or in the description if you're watching the replay of the video and get signed up ahead of time so that you're not scrambling to do it. It takes literally seconds, but you're scrambling to do it and can't get in the live draft with us. But, bro, that's the beautiful part about underdog and best ball is that you can you can go get yourself all those combinations and, and not have to worry about it. Uh, I think I'm going to have timeout on this other pick. I got so many drafts on underdog right now that are pending. Um, I literally wake up to like 25 drafts that are like, you have one minute left, two minutes left, five minutes left. Um, let me go on over to uh, Doc. Doc, did you have anything player-wise to ask? Questions, uh, concerns, anything in the news you want to talk about? Yeah, um, I did have a question about Travis Etienne for you. Um I did some research on him, and I really am starting to love him more and more this year. I didn't realize how efficient he was last year. I know that after he got the injury, you know, a lot of people kind of were down on him. But before then, he was he was up there in like the top four to six in a lot of the efficiency categories, like, you know, big runs. I think he was tied for first with 40-plus yard runs last year before the injury. So how do you feel about taking a Travis Etienne early third round or uh, maybe even being risky enough to take him second depending upon where you are in the draft? Yeah, not not second round, um, just because his ADP never lives in the second round. So you'd be be stepping so far outside of ADP value that you'd just be impatient Ian. At that point. So, you know, definitely wait until the third round. I mean, he can fall in the fourth round sometimes. So, 
but 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 you're right. Etm yeah. was ultra efficient. He's also catching the football, and they're utilizing him more in camp. And I think this they had been, and I think that they're probably going to dial back some of his running workload, but filling in a whole bunch of receiving workload on top of it. Like so, it should wash pretty comfortably to the point where. Um, you won't have to worry too much about, I think, what people are worried about right now, which has made his ADP fall a little bit. That hey, he's gonna—they're gonna dial back his his rushing attempts, but they're not gonna feed him the ball because they didn't throw to him last year. But the truth of the matter is, he is probably inside the top five or six PPR running back talents in the National Football League. The only thing is, we just don't know it, right? We don't know it because we haven't had a chance to see it. But what did he do? He was a rookie last year, essentially. It was his second year, but he didn't play a single snap his rookie year. And so, like any rookie, you don't see them fully involved in the passing game, the pass protection game, the PPR game in general in fantasy, always to a, an extreme degree until their next year or third year even. So I think that whatever coach speak has scared people wasn't followed up with the appropriate, but he'll get it back, he'll get his reception totals up. So if we're going to dial back his rush, he'll be receiving more. They have very clearly said we don't want to run him as much. And if you look at the end of the season, even into the playoffs, he was absolutely on fire. This team was leaning upon him. They were giving him the football. He was having 100-yard games. ETN finished the season into the playoffs so strong that his momentum was through the roof. We we, we thought of him as a second-round player like when we were doing really initial mock draft or ranking reactions I think he was like borderline 12 12 to 15 overall player you know based on what we were all feeling coming out of the season and then of course ADPs get in in the mix and drafting and then buzz you know lack of buzz buzz all that raises players lowers players and before you know it he's in the third round again and it's like I like ETN a lot. I like him. There's a little risk involved, but I like it a lot. You can cuff him to Tank Bigsby very easily. You heard me tell that other uh, other gentleman that Bigsby was one of my favorite, like 13, 12, 13, 14th round draft selections. So draft ETN in the third or fourth round with a smile. Draft Tank Bigsby in the in the freaking 13th or 14th round, and then ETN is uh, is secured up, and you're you're good to go. You know, you're very good to go. Your running back two is locked. Now, also, I would not be shocked if ETN has somewhere between 60 to 80 catches this year. I really do believe they're going to increase his, his catching. They need to. They year. need to. Yeah, because in, in college, he was a monster. Yeah, he is one of the best receiving backs in the league. They just, no one's seen it. Everyone, So everyone's going to say it's not true. Um, hang hang one second, Doc. Uh, nine, 901 caller. Uh, 901 caller, you're live. Who's this and what, where are you calling from? 901 caller. Crawford. Scott, uh, Memphis. Scott, what can I do for you? You're, you're live, Scott. Hey, man. Uh, 14, full PPR. Uh, what, it's a two wide receiver, one flex. I'm wondering where you draft a uh, wide receiver or running back in your flex and where you would take your quarterback tight end. Like, where are you looking like? To hit a home run on one of the two, and then load up. You know, you said receiver is kind of what I was. You said super flex. No, sir. It's just a two foot, two two wide receiver, oh. two running back, one flex. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I don't. This question I get asked more than you know, and my answer is so simply the same. It's that I draft best player available, <laughs> like to the degree you're not you're not drafting backups that you don't need and and ignoring your wide receiver room or something like that. But best player available encompasses that. Best player available means what's the best pick available for your team for your situation in your mindset. That doesn't mean that you're not reaching like hell on some players like Gibbs at 3.3 when maybe he would fall to like 3.12 or 4.1, but you just don't have the draft slot to to get him. So you're going to reach on him at 3.3. That's right. best player available. Best player available. Best player available is not drafting the highest ranked guy suggested by the pre-ranked list. That's what some people think that means. It doesn't. And so honestly, I can't tell you to draft a position. A lot of people want me to. Like Smitty, should I go running back no, or wide receiver? And it's like, yeah, that's the worst I way to draft. Up a lot. Like if I take a stud tight end early, I get let's say I get Kelsey late, you know, seven, eight later, or I get Andrews, uh, you know, into the third, something like that. Then I, I feel a lot better about it. But if I don't get one of those top tight ends, like my team's always because I get stuck dressing like a fire muse or a, a Joku or you know somebody at the back, and it's just. Looks so ugly when you only got two wide receivers there and one flex. Like, yeah, I need, I need my quarterback and tight end to be popping. Yeah, yeah, but but just just you know, you got you got to draft best player available, and then that'll lead you down different roads. You know that that will lead you to the RB RB wide receiver or the the double wide receiver. Um, we got a, a caller from the uh, three three four. You're live. Uh, hang tight for other callers. Hang tight. Three three four. Who's this and where are you calling from? I'm from uh, Alabama. Will, Will from Alabama. Will, what can I do for you, pal? Hey, Alabama. I'm in, I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a ESPN ten player league, and uh, we do our lottery uh, pick this weekend, and we're in the keeper league. This is my second year doing the fantasy uh, thing, and uh, I'm trying to decide who I need to keep. Should I keep? I got Jefferson. That'll cost me my first round pick. I got a Lavier, which will cost me a 12th round pick, or a Jacob with a fifth round pick. And I'm trying to, you know, I was thinking keeping Jefferson, but everybody else got a good value, you know. Um, well, let me ask you I this. I want to know what you think. What pick do you have in the first round? Uh, we won't. We won't know until um, Saturday. Um, it's a one man. He wants us to lock in our keeper. Before so it's a one-man keeper league. Uh, Don, thank you for the super chat. I'm going to put your question right here, Don, and I'm going to attack it in just one second. Don, I appreciate you. Uh, okay, so let's let's say you're keeping one player each. That means that essentially your first-round pick at worst is going to be like the the like, like as, as if you're drafting at the end of the second round. That's essentially what it's going to feel like. So my question to you would be, would you rather have J.J. and then potentially not have another player at all until um, the the tune of, uh, I mean, third round could be like Ridley. So you'd have J.J. Ridley and those guys. Or would you rather have that first round player that would essentially be like a second round pick with Alave? And I kind of feel like Alave and that player is going to be better than J.J. Because you got to look at it like, it's like if someone were to who, who do you expect to get in the first round? Who have you mock drafted? Who have you looked at? Who do you think is going to be there based on the keepers? Like, will Bijan and, and Gibbs be available? Will it be Garrett Wilson or potentially St. Brown? Like, what have you been seeing? 
Okay, well, uh, they, everybody that got their keepers right now, um, the keepers that, that that have been kept is uh, Josh Allen. Um, well, um, yeah, don't don't go over all that. Everyone, no offense, everyone's not going to okay. want to sit through all that. But just tell me who you're expecting to draft. What couple names have you seen? You're like, hey, I could get this guy or this guy. Just give me a couple. Okay, I would think if I didn't do Jefferson, then like Lamb in the first round, um, Saint Brown. Okay, so so let me stop you there. Are Bijan and Gibbs going to okay. be available? Yeah. Okay. So, would you rather have St. Brown and Alave, or or Gibbs and Alave, or just JJ? Because that's, I mean, that's the difference, bro. It's a big difference. I know it's right. hard. To, it's hard to look at it that way. But you're you're literally just having JJ, or you're having Alave and Gibbs, or Alave and St. Brown. You have to keep Alave. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Um, yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to cycle hey, everybody hey, off the hey, phone line here. Hey, what? Hey, Doc. I mean, really real quick. Hey, Will, <laughs> did Doc, did you I'm just gonna, call me, Doc? I'm, Doc, did you just call me, Doc? Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, by accident. Yeah, go ahead, Smitty. Hey, Will, I'm from, hey, I'm, I'm, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm from Tuskegee, man. Oh, he hung up. He hung I'm up. Still, he oh, hung he up. all day. Yeah. yeah. Let, let me, let, Auburn, is, Auburn is literally 20 minutes away from where I stay. Okay. Oh, where I grew up. Uh, hold on one, sec- one second. Seven five seven caller. Who's this and, and where are you calling from? Hey man, this is Virginia. Cam from Virginia. What's up, Cam? What's up, Smitty? Man, hey, I love the show, dude. Once again, talked about it the other day. Fourth season, rocking with you, man. Love the show. Cam- yeah, Cam-, Cam from where you said? Cam from West Virginia. Virginia. Oh, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Uh, appreciate the kind words. What can I do for you? You're live. I'm about to get off here, so make it a little snappy, and uh, and then I'll circle around the phone line. I'm um, starting with Doc. So go ahead, Cam. Hit me with it. Yeah, I got you. Real quick, man. Um, I don't think I've been on when you've been talking about the Bears offense. Other than Justin Fields, uh, I want to know your quick thoughts on players like DJ Moore, uh, Darnell Mooney. Like, should we stay away? What do you think about those players? Because I tried to stack Fields and – more in one league i don't know if that was smart like what's your thoughts on it just it depends on the value like are you reaching to stack because i think best ball is making clouding people's judgment with the stacking situation and people are thinking that stacking is just this amazing thing now that you do across all formats because of the the likelihood of missing less things and but the problem is it's not the way it works in redraft it doesn't mean I don't love DJ Moore and Fields or Cole Komet and Fields or Bijan and London or Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase, but it has to ind- independently make sense too. Like you have to sit here and say, I love DJ Moore's value here. I love Fields' value here. I love DJ Moore's sustainability week in and week out. If DJ Moore's up and down, then stacking's not really that good. If Jamar Chase is like going to have one or two bad games all year and he's going to be a 90-yard guy minimum, even without touchdowns, then that is why him and Joe Burrow are such an amazing stack. It almost kind of doesn't have to do with the fact that they're on the same team. It has to do with that this pancake stack we call 
is such a good stack because the offense is consistent. It's always going to be potent. You're rarely going to ever have bad games. Same thing with the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's why I don't mind owning A.J. Brown and Hurts or Devontae Smith and Hurts or Joe, uh, uh, Joe Burrow and Chase. Or And, and in the case of other, t- other situations like Mahomes and Kelsey, it's not just because of the stack. Now, in the case of Kelsey, Mahomes is so good and in, in, in force feeds him. That is a crucial correlation, but I, I I just I would take DJ Moore if it was in, if it was a good value. But am I forcing him in round five to get the stack? No, no. And I, I think he's gonna do okay. I think he's gonna do okay. I like Khalil Herbert a lot. Depends on where he falls. But Khalil Herbert was the number one running back in the National Football League last year in yards per carry, and he had a significant amount of yards. It was like what was it, like seven or eight hundred yards. It wasn't like he had like two hundred yards qualified barely in the category and led the league in a weird way. He was like a seven or eight hundred yard rusher and was number one in the National Football League in yards per carry. So I like Khalil Herbert a lot. I think he's got a tremendous upside. Sean Johnson's got tremendous upside. Both those guys cost you very little. Not super into Mooney. I think Mooney will be good. He'll be a good role player. I think DJ Moore is great for fields in the Bears, but he doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a top 10 wide receiver, but he certainly could be top 12 to 15. Um, so round six, I would smash it. Round five, I'm not sure I'm like super into taking DJ Moore over a fields or uh, uh, just giving you an example of guys in the fifth round, Walker, um, London, Christian Watson, like those guys are all smashes over, over DJ Moore. Gotcha. Thanks, Mitty. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Thanks, Cam. Appreciate you. Uh, Doc, final thoughts. I don't have anything major to say. Um, I just pulled up to the house. Thank you so much to me for allowing me hey. to be on your show again. And yeah. I look forward to talking again later tonight. All right, Doc. Appreciate it. I don't know if I'll be live tonight. Tonight is, what's tonight? Wednesday? Tonight, I, 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 I'm usually, the, the, the evening schedule that eventually the graveyard schedule isn't in effect yet. I'm live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday. I'm live whenever big news breaks. And this graveyard schedule is not ready yet. But eventually, um, I'm off Wednesdays anyway. But Wednesday graveyard. Okay. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right. Sunday, Monday. Eventually, we're gonna get to that. But we'll be live tomorrow night drafting. Today's Wednesday, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got me concerned there, Doc. All right, Doc. I'll I'll see you later. Oh wait, hold on. We're up in the throne draft. It went Jordan Addison. It went Jordan Addison. So now we must all vote on who is next. And we can put it up to a vote. This is fantastic timing. Uh, Russian collusion with a $10 hauler says, uh, Smitty, golf night, Miss Burrow update. Could you flash it back on screen? No need to discuss. Um, I'll actually tell you a real quick collusion. I, I'll just say that um, Joe Burrow, uh, his coach said today that um, they, you know, he was asked, is there an update on Joe Burrow? His response was, well, it was several weeks, and he, it's still several weeks from when I said several weeks. So it wasn't like he was adding several weeks. Some people were reporting it weird. Um, he just merely said, I told you several weeks, and I told you when I told you that, it's several weeks from when I told you that. Like, stop asking me. So there's no update. There's no negative news. A lot of the Jamar Chase chatter of Jamar Chase saying, I think you should stay out till week five. I don't know. Like, I don't know about you guys, but when Jamar Chase talks, he's he's trolling a lot of the time, and he's oftentimes trying to, like, ruffle feathers. So, like, stop worrying about what Jamar Chase says. Let's listen to his doctors, okay? Doc will tell you that. You know, li- listen to his doctors or his D- DVMs, okay? <laughs> All right. 
Um, yeah, let's let's yeah. let's draft real quick. Oh, where's Denny? It's like watching Conan Conan without Andy. Um, also, any more thoughts on Mingo being listed as a starter yesterday? We love that he's a starter. Mingo's like a baby AJ Brown, potentially in the making, not guaranteed, but potentially in the making. And I think he eventually becomes the number one wide receiver in that offense. I just don't know if he'll have like a Dotson finish with a Dotson beginning. You know, like maybe he's, you know, not doing too much. Dotson got hurt, but it was like the end of the season. Christian Watson and, and Dotson had like a spurt. I think there'll be a spurt where Mingo does well. I don't know that he'll be consistent like some rookies are. So I like him a lot. Thank you, Don, for the super chat. Thank you, Russian Collusion, for the super chat. We are up in the throne draft, ladies and gentlemen. Here are the uh, the players available. Addison just went off the board, so you can scratch Addison off this wide receiver list. Um, but Dotson's there. Pickens is there. Uh, Kadarius Tony's there. The tight ends are all available, Ingram being the top one. We've got uh, running backs uh, available, Dalvin Cook. we got Zach Charbonnet available, et cetera, et cetera. And, and just so everybody knows what it looks like, here's the board. We took uh, at our last pick, we have this this right here, this Barkley column. We have Barkley, St. Brown, Hall, Fields, London. Our last pick was Pacheco. So we have three RBs. We don't necessarily need to... That's our flex. Pacheco's our flex already. So we're smart to go wide receiver or tight end here. So um, let's narrow down the names in the chat that we want to vote on. And then let's put it to a vote and we'll do a live vote. Uh, we got Pickens, Pickens, Pickens. Um, Alave, bro, to the moon. Ingram, Pickens, 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 Ingram. So far, Pickens looks like he's going to potentially be a lock in the voting unless we come to... You know, an unanimous Pickens uh, vote here in the in the chat, which looks like it could be the case. Travis said Pickens, Dotson, Kincaid. Jarrett said Pickens. Five picks, so seven votes for Pickens already. Pickens, Pickens or Dotson. Uh, I think this is almost a runaway Pickens vote. Because I don't even know that we need to... One reason I don't want to put up other names is I don't want to trigger... If Pickens is going to win it anyway, I don't want to trigger some sort of like, oh, this is their next pick. You know, Pickens is pretty unanimous. Pickens, Ingram, Pickens, Dotson, Ingram. Addison's gone. Slim Pickens says Swaggy. We don't uh, need that running back, right? Well, we got three already, and you start two in a flex, so we already have Pacheco in our flex spot. So okay. yeah, we yeah, don't we're... we don't necessarily need an RB. Um, the roster is two RBs, three wide receivers, and a flex. Yeah, we're good. So we yeah, de- yeah, we definitely should be going wide receiver here. So let's go around the, the phone line too. Um Russian says easy pickings. Uh Tony for Mark. This is easy pickings. I mean Pickens is going away with a landslide here. Uh, uh, let's see. Rock out. What's your vote here? Pickens. Okay, Avi, vote here. Uh for me it's Jawan Dawson, but I don't mind Pickens. Ben fine. Ben, what's your vote here? I'd go Dotson. Okay. Uh, Doc, what's your vote here? I'm going to go Pickens as well. Uh, Stefan. Pickens. Okay. It's it, it, Look, I, I would love to put this up to a vote, but all we're going to do is kind of, you know, we're going to tilt our hand and show our hand for the next pick. Pickens has clearly won it. There's no controversy. If anybody says there's a controversy, they're not paying attention because the chat has been blowing up. Pickens. Pickens is the guy. I'm going to draft him right now. George Pickens, welcome to the club. Punch it. 
and let me take a screenshot of our team and put it on screen so you guys can all see what our team looks like. It looks absolutely phenomenal. I think we clearly have the best team in the league so far, and I don't think it's 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 not even really close. There's a couple good teams, but our team is clearly the best team in the throne draft where you guys draft our squad, my squad. You guys draft my squad, our ticket to war. We got Barkley, St. Brown, Brees Hall, Justin Fields, Drake London, Isaiah Pacheco, George Pickens. Really, really solid. And I love the way Pickens looks right now. He's hungry. He's dominating. Um, he looks phenomenal. He looks like an alpha out there. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to his own now. Okay, so we're good. All right, uh, final thoughts, uh, Doc, you said? Oh, you just said you already did your final thoughts. Okay. Doc, I'll see you later, pal. Sounds good. Later. Uh, Steph, Stefan, final thoughts. All right, Stefan, we'll see you later. Uh, you must be on mute again. Stefan, call, in, call in tomorrow. Ben from South Carolina, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts, late rounds. I was uh, picking my tight end late round, so I was wondering what you think about Higby as my tight end and then Oconquo for the upside. Higby and Con- I, I would take a Conquo over Higby personally, but I think Higby does have a lot of uh, a lot of potential. You know, so I, I do like. Yeah, Higby. I think he slept on me. He's left. I, I'd rather have King- I'd rather have Kincaid and a Conquo to be honest, but that's me. I like Cole Komet a lot too. Okay. I think Higby's good though. If you if you like Higby, trust your gut. There's a lot of targets to go around. There's not a, there are not a lot of players that are gonna absorb targets, so Higby should be in a good spot. I agree with Kincaid and a Conquo with the upside, but just the floor. Just needing that guy to produce. Mm-hmm. That's why I pick Higby. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right. Later. Uh, Reebok, uh, uh, joking here. Um, there are people that are going to say that Reebok, this is what they wanted. There are a couple of MT believers in here that, that are extreme MT believers. But he says, dang, we could have got MT. We could have got MT. Avi, final thoughts. Uh, Zay Flowers, rookie of the year. Hey, he's gonna be good, bro. He's gonna be so good. All right, later. Um, Mars man, rock out. Final thoughts, man. Yeah. Any thoughts on uh, Waddle? Is there any injury updates on him? Mm, just like not too concerned yet, but it, you know he's always uh, he always plays, but he still feels injury prone. And everyone always says Smitty, but he plays and. I just always have a sense him and Higgins always feel so worrisome to me. Right. Know? Okay. Um, so I, I'm just I just don't like I don't like him around two. I don't understand why people are drafting him around two. Will Smith, uh, senior, dropping a super. Um, says four. Yeah, what's this for you? What what's he saying? Running backs worth. First round picks, full PPR to you. What I think you're saying, what running backs are worth first round? Man, this is like decoding, like a, a <laughs> like a like a decoding list thing. For yeah, what running one. backs are worth first round picks, full PPR to you? Uh, my, running backs worth first round picks to me are Bijan, Christian McCaffrey, um. And I'm not saying I wouldn't take like Eckler in in the right spot or in a certain league, but I do feel like 
those are the the RBs that I am drafting, and then I'm just finding myself drafting um, wide receivers. Like Barkley, to me, I'd rather have at the tail end of round one, but preferably top of round two. We took him early in the a little early in this draft, but the ADP on this particular format was calling for it. And so that's when you can maybe, you know, weave a little bit and do something like St. Brown on underdog goes ahead of Barkley and here Barkley goes ahead of St. Brown. So at the end of the day, we, we got done what we needed to get done in a different order. So it just kind of depends, but you know, Nick Chubb seems like a second rounder to me. Barkley seems borderline first to second round. And so really for me, it, it really is only Bijan, Maybe McCaffrey, maybe Eckler, but really only Bijan. Bijan's my like. Other than that, I find myself a lot of time wanting wide receiver, wanting Garrett Wilson, wanting St. Brown, wanting Kelsey, wanting the two top wide receivers, and then by then I, you know, that's it. That's that. That's a wrap, and then I'm out of the draft, uh, out of the first round. But appreciate you, Will, dropping that super chat. Rock out. Would you say your final words were? Yeah, about Waddle, but um, if he did fall to third. Would you consider that? Yeah, I consider him in the third round, but I don't like him in round two. I don't like it at all. Will says super, um, no answer to my super chat. I mean, you just dropped it a few few minutes ago, Will. I got you. I got you, pal. Um, sometimes we're in the middle of something, and I, I definitely circle around to it, Will. I appreciate you. I'm sorry there was a little delay. Uh, all right, Rock Out. We'll see you tomorrow, pal. And I, I didn't get a chance to do the video. I'll explain that in a minute, so keep listening, and I'll talk about the video that I'm doing tomorrow. All right, rock out. See you later. All right. uh, I have a video I, I said was going to come out today, and it didn't. I didn't get it done. Um, I'm still working on it. So the good news is that you're going to get that tomorrow. So uh, top five running back video drops tomorrow. Okay, so top five running back video drops tomorrow, but it's going to be a unique one. Okay, and it's going to be one that's going to rattle some cages and ruffle some feathers, and you're going to want to be here for it. Probably premiere style. Hang tight. I don't know if it'll be around like noon or one or when it drops. Probably won't drop super early, but get ready for it because it's coming and it's coming in hot and it's going to make some waves. Top five running back video dropping tomorrow. Thank you all for the super chats. Uh, thank you all for helping me draft in the throne draft. Uh, have faith in Burrow. Have faith in Garrett Wilson. Have faith in Brees Hall. All guys that have some question marks right now, uh, just like we got hit with last year with some guys. It's the nature of uh, the, the offseason and injuries and all that. Go get Brees Hall. I'll see you all tomorrow. Brees Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. In the third, don't stall. Just give Batman the freaking football. He's Brees. He's Brees. He does a whole of a job. A whole of a job. A whole of a job. Brees Hall, please report to the moon. He does a hell of a job. He certainly does a whole of a job. Will, appreciate your super chat there. Russian collusion, appreciate your super chat there. Don't worry about Burrow. There is no real news other than the coach is tired of being asked. Don, appreciate you. Gabriel, appreciate your super chat, young man. We got Adrian dropping a wad on screen. Eli dropping his. Overcome dropping missiles. That's that's 10. That's 20. uh, 20. 30. Uh, Kelpatrick, appreciate your $10 hauler. My guy, uh, Melvin dropping one, Hector dropping one, 
Professor dropping one, Shar uh, Shar dropping one, Ben dropping a super chat, a five dollar wad on screen, uh, Wizard dropping one, E Rock dropping one, that boy dropping a twenty dollar at the onset of the show. That boy, I hope you felt like I took care of your question. It was a, definitely a complicated, difficult question, my guy, and we could certainly talk about it on the phone line too. Um, and just to give you a little sense of what I was thinking, it's like. I mean, I love Pollard. Fields has got way more value than Pollard in a dynasty super or in a super flex redraft startup. But I, I would try and I would try and get Fields using that that uh, Watson and Madison combo first. But maybe we re- revisit this tomorrow in a different way, that boy, because it's a really complicated question. Garrett, thank you for the super chat. James, I free- appreciate your super chat as well. Thank you all for your super chats. You guys are absolute straight monsters. And I can't thank you enough. We're live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, every single Monday through Friday. I'm also live whenever news breaks, and I do the graveyard 1 a.m. shift Eastern almost every night practically. So we'll see you all on the next one. Thank you all for being here. Thank you, Ada, Sick Nasty, Space Ricky, Sam, Ada, Tyler, uh, uh, Marty, Matt Slater, um, Petrified Woods, Blackbeard, Travis Rowe. Thank you for modding. Blackbeard, thank you for modding. Space Ricky, um, Crop, or whatever the heck your name is. Matt, oh, thank you. Klondike, Sam, the show. Um, Will Smith Sr., Kilpatrick, Jake, Reebok, Tyler, Grizzly, Ethan, Ada, Swaggy. Catch you later. We'll be live maybe on the Dynasty channel tonight. Maybe we'll go live on the Dynasty channel. Everybody subscribe to the Dynasty channel real quick. Let me drop that link in the live chat. Maybe we go live on the Dynasty channel tonight. Hold on a second. Let's go. Let's try and go live on the Dynasty channel. Here's the link for it. You guys got to be subscribed to it. It's a different channel. It's not this channel. I dropped the link in the live chat. Please real quickly click that link and subscribe to the Dynasty channel. We might go live tonight on the Dynasty channel. And get out of here. Link is also, the Dynasty Channel link is also, if you go to my YouTube homepage and you scroll over to the tab, store, uh, memberships, there's a, there's a channels tab. If you click that, you'll see my channels. It's also at the bottom of my YouTube homepage. You'll see all my channels there. All right, Dynasty live stream potentially tonight. See you later.